Welcome to the Passpreneur Podcast. This is your show where every week we teach you how to make a living doing what you love, how to get paid for what you know by building passenger-driven revenue streams. I'm your host, Ryan C. Green. You can follow me on all social media at Speaks. If you're an entrepreneur, a leader in your field, a dreamer who needs help putting it all together, or simply aspire to do more and be more than you've been, this is the show for you. If you haven't done so already, make sure you follow us and subscribe on the uh, whatever podcast listening you're using right now so you can get updates on every single episode. We're on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, all the podcast players were out there. So follow us, leave a comment and share the episode with your friends. Don't keep all this good information to yourself. So just for listening to today's show, I want to uh, offer you uh, an opportunity. If you're ready to get started in your journey to becoming a passionpreneur, I want you to have an opportunity to, to get a copy of the book, Becoming a Passionpreneur. Uh, that's right. There's an entire book uh, that talks about the process and teaches you all the secrets and steps to take. And if you want to reignite your fire within and start getting paid for what you know and start building your own passion-driven revenue streams, you have a chance to go ahead and take advantage of that. Get your copy of the book at www.passionpreneurbook.com. Go to passionpreneurbook.com. You get your copy of the book there. Got some uh, bonuses and everything for those who go to that site uh, from listening to this show. So uh, definitely take advantage of that. I want to thank you all for the support, all the reviews, all the kind words so far. So today's show, just as usual, we've got another awesome guest uh, with us today who's going to share information and share some uh, topics, or share, share some insight rather on his journey. So I want to uh, introduce a young man who is doing some phenomenal things in uh, an industry that uh, some, you know, it, it's, you don't see people jumping into every day. Uh, so we want to uh, talk to him about that, but also about some other things that he has done and how he got to this point. So I want to introduce uh, the owner, proprietor, mastermind behind a brand new bourbon on the market and an awesome podcast. Welcome LaRue Livingston to the show. LaRue, welcome to the show. Hey, man, thank you for having me today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. Thank you for being on the show. I'm excited to talk to you, man, because, you know, you're doing a lot of things. And, and the whole purpose of the Passionpreneur podcast is all about teaching people, uh, giving them stories from our, my guests that I bring on, letting them hear other people who have done it, other people who are living that dream, uh, people who are, are out there pursuing their passions or have information to help people uh, pursue their passions. And, and and you are doing some phenomenal things. So I want to kind of, you know, walk through your, your, uh, your, your journey. And uh, before we do all that, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people, let them know who you are, and then we'll get into, uh, get some more questions. All right, man. My name is LaRue Livingston, a resident of Charlotte, North Carolina, also uh, known as Fresh, the uh, producer and creator of the podcast. Uh, I could be wrong, but I doubt it. Uh, co-owner in Posh Beverage Company. Uh, we make Posh Premium Ale. We also make uh, Majesty Bourbon. Um, I grew up, actually, I was born in Louisville, Kentucky. Grew up in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, have a uh, bachelor's in uh, organizational management, and I just received my master's degree in uh, supply chain management. Just trying to do some things out here, man. Just uh, really working on a retirement plan. Uh, you know, as, as I've told several other people before, man, realistically speaking, at my age, I've probably lived more life than what I have left. So I got to make what I have left count, uh, leave something to my family, you know, build some generational wealth that 
you know, the black folks don't necessarily uh, tend to do. Um, and just trying to forge ahead in industries where uh, where we're not that prevalent. So that's a, that's kind of my quick story, if you will. That's the Cliff Dose version. All right, awesome. Now, you know, that's enough to get us started. So let's talk. I mean, because you right. you say you from Kentucky, then went to Tennessee, uh, you know, then now you're in North Carolina. So this whole uh, bourbon thing kind of makes sense if you, <laughs> if you know anything about uh, <laughs> yeah, the, really. the, the industry. Right, right. So uh, let, let's start. You know, so before we get to the bourbon, though, I don't want to get ahead. Of, let, let's talk about um, how, how you got to this journey. What, what was it about? Uh, when did you start entrepreneurial uh, ventures and how did you end up uh, where you are right now? Well, man, you know, I've, I've always had an entrepreneurial type of type of spirit, man. I've, I've owned several different type types of businesses, but I've also been a professional photographer for about 21 years. I, I did wedding photography for about let's see about 17 years uh i had a mobile dj business where i contracted out djs and and you know flooded the city with you know with entertainment you know so i've always looked for an avenue to try to make some money outside of you know the regular nine to five um also oh yeah i also own a clothing line called fresh originals apparel uh you can check that out at freshoriginalsapparel.com and you know i just wanted to i've always wanted to generate income outside of whatever my usual avocation, you know, would be at that particular time. Um, because, you know, you can't necessarily, you know, count on a nine to five to sustain you, especially if you're not a highly compensated, you know, individual. If you're just a regular guy like me, I mean, you have to look for other ways to, to try to secure your future and, and to try to make your ends, uh, you know, meet. So that's that's pretty much it as far as that goes, man. Cool. So- it's, 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 it's always there. You know, I, I have, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't like stress. <laughs> I mean, just, just to be just to be totally transparent, I don't like stress. So you know, I'd rather take an idea or something that I like to do because I've always liked music. I produce music, uh, so you know, I, that that's what got me into the DJ thing. And I, you know, I, I draw and I create and things like that. And I love photography, so I turned that into a business. So it kind of goes along the lines of, of of what you try to teach. You know, the people that you know that reach out to you for your expertise. It's it's like how to turn your passion into something that is going to generate you, you know, some income outside of what you would normally do. Uh, as far as the, the, the alcohol industry goes, I mean, that's, that's a whole nother story in and of itself. And you're ready to talk about that. I mean, we could talk about yeah. that as well, but, but, well, uh, I, but that, that's pretty much how I got into it. Now, you know, you sound like someone who has plenty of talents. You have things that you love to do. And I know a lot of people find themselves in that same situation where there's things that they enjoy doing and maybe they don't know uh, which direction to go or, or they want to do all things at one time. What was it, or, or you know, how, how did you decide to juggle those things? How did you decide this is what I'm going to do now, or this is what uh, I'm going to pursue, or maybe I got to put this one on the back burner? Uh, because, like I said, there's a lot of people who have plenty of talents, uh, but to be able to actually go out there and do, I mean, you mentioned, you know, four or five you know, businesses, you just rattled off where we got people who right. won't even try one, you know. So, uh, right. What was it about you that you did, you know, how did you figure out which ones you wanted to do and when? Well, you, you know how it is when when you're taking on something, and if you see some results, uh, it it kind of gives you a little bit more confidence. It's kind of like a, you know I don't know if you follow sports or not, but it's kind of like a shooter. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you got somebody on the court, and you know they see that they see that ball go through the hoop, it, it doesn't matter what they've done previously. They just saw that last one go through the hoop. So it it, it kind of gives you confidence to you know to keep playing that particular game. And so, uh, but you also have to realize that there is an end game as well. You got to you can't have, uh, you know, what they call escalation of commitment. You can't keep going 
you know, good good money after bad. You got to know, you know, when it's time to hang up your sneakers too. So that because all of us are let, let me let me backtrack just a little bit because all of us are kind of multifaceted. We got a lot of different things that we really like to do. Right. Uh, we got a lot of things that we that we wish that we could do, but you know, and I don't want to get too philosophical, but a, a, a lot of folks let a, too much grass grow up under their feet because they're scared to try to turn a passion into a business or even just to start a business, uh, whether they have the means to like license a name or franchise a name or do something like that. A lot of people just don't do it because, because of fear. Right. And I started doing my businesses because, you know, I just got tired of being, I mean, just to be quite honest, I got tired of bullshitting around. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I got tired of, I've wasted enough time to understand that, hey, look, the time that I'm given is a gift and I need to do something with it and I'm able. And the worst case scenario is that I end up working a job. If that's the worst case scenario, then why would you not take a risk on yourself? That's just how I, that's just how I always looked at it. If the worst I'm going to end up is having to go clock in and make legitimate money, then why am I not out here trying to, you know, trying to, trying to reach for the sky? You know, and that's just how I look at it. That's how I've always looked at it. You know, I've never heard it verbalized that way, but I mean, that is such a uh, a positive way to look at it and, and an empowering way to look at it is that, you know, and I think that's the part that a lot of people who are, you know, the nine to five type, aren't the entrepreneurial type, don't necessarily get and understand when you, when you are um, that, that entrepreneur or, or, you know, I don't I don't want to say fearless, but you manage your fear better. Like you're not, you'll go after you can, you know, right. you'll be exactly. afraid and still do it anyway. Um, but when you know, right. hey, my worst case scenario is I'm, I'll, I'll get a job like you, <laughs> you know, right. you know, it's exactly. like, what exactly. am I afraid of? Okay. But if, but if this works, exactly. you know, look at how different things will be. So, um, exactly. Yeah, that's really powerful, man. So, and, 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 you know, and I, I'm, I'm curious enough just to see it, just to see where that's going to end up. Right. And, and that's, and that's what I hope that a lot of people get out of, uh, you know, get out of your shows and that, that, Hey, look, you have to look beyond what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You may be behind on every bill. You may be, you know, deficient in certain types of skills or you, there, there may be a lot of things that you may consider negatives that you really can turn into positives. Right. If you just remove that barrier of fear, yep. you know, I mean, there, there was no law that says that you can't try, 15 different businesses and it may be number 15 that, that makes you a millionaire. Yeah. You know, I mean, if, you know, people need to get out of the construct of what society teaches us to be, which, and, and don't get me wrong, man, there's absolutely nothing wrong with having a job. I have a job still, right. you know, right. there's nothing wrong with having a job, but especially, you know, with, with black folks, man, we need to reach further than what is being you know handed to us and taught to us you know, historically speaking, because this whole construct was built to keep us in a position of, of subjugation, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's whether it's legal or otherwise. So, I mean, there there's opportunity for us to you now break through those barriers, and we should be lining up in droves, trying to kick down every damn door that we can. Yeah. And and that's and that's kind of the spirit that I'm trying to build. I didn't always have it, mm-hmm. but that's what I'm trying to build. And that's what I'm and that's what I'm trying to act upon now. And if nothing else, if you feel like, you know, hey, people are listening, like, you know, I'm not the entrepreneur type, you know, 
maybe you aren't, but you know someone who is, and you can do whatever you can to support right. that person and, and you know help promote what they're doing and and uh, see uh, the rest of those those people who are trying to go do those things win as well. So that's great. I won't get on that soapbox though, but I want to talk about. Right. <laughs> I want to talk that, about yours. That, that's, that's like two other shows. Right, right, together. right, that's right. Two right. other shows. So let, you know? let's stay focused. I want to talk about your show though because yeah, you know you have a a awesome show that you do. It's um. I may be wrong. I'm is that maybe wrong? I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I, I doubt could, it. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I doubt right. it. Right. Yeah. You, you co-host that. Like you said earlier, you're fresh and you have your co-host Reg. So what was it about that? Like, how did you decide to, to go with the podcast? And let's discuss, you know, the whole um, idea and journey of building that brand that you're building with that. Man, let, let me tell you, man, the, the podcast came about because um, just, just to be totally transparent, man, we wanted to build a system to promote other ventures. You know, we were having a, you know, a hard time, you know, dealing with folks trying to get, you know, certain ventures up because, you know, my partner, Reg, you know, he has a, uh, he has a venture where, you know, he covers, uh, you know, historically HBCU sports. It's called the underdog. So, you know, we were trying to figure out how we could further our ventures and, and be, in total control of what the narrative is, but also, you know, speak to some of the issues that were, you know, in our community in regards to, uh, you know, structural racism, the institutional racism, you know, the appropriation of black culture, HBCUs, uh, you know, hip hop music, television, you know, all, all, all types of things when it comes to black culture and mm-hmm. the black experience. So, you know, we said we have to do that. Otherwise, we don't do the show. So that's that's what we try to infuse with the show, and so we just say, "Hey, look, man, we're just gonna do it. We're just gonna do it." And you know, we started on episode fifty-four now, and you know, our mantra is being the cool culture and conscious of the community, which basically means, I mean, you're gonna have fun, you know, when you listen to it. I mean, you know, we we wow out a little bit. I mean, we we're just you know two two regular guys, you know, just trying to do a show. We want to be the conscious, which means we're gonna talk about issues that directly affect us, um, and. You know, we talk about culture all the time, whether it be, you know, music, TV shows, comedians and things like that. And we do this thing called the top 10 where where we actually rank, you know, things within the culture, you know, 10 to 1. And the reason why we do it is because we want to spark debate. And we know that not everybody agrees on everything. But if you're debating the culture, that means that you care about the culture. And if you care about the culture, that means that you're less apt to stand by while somebody appropriates it or, or uses it, you know, to their advantage while it's a disadvantage to you. So th- those are the things that we wanted to try to do with the show because you can't always hit people in the face with, uh, with wokeness, if you will. You know, you can't just you know hit people. You, you know, you can't Share hit people in the face. You're a sellout. <laughs> right? Exactly. 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 <laughs> you know, so you so you you can't actually you got you got to kind of backdoor people sometimes. Right, right, right. So, well, so you know that that's what we try to do with our show because we didn't want to do we don't want to do any clown stuff with it. I mean, you know, we like to have fun or whatnot, mm-hmm. but as as men of a certain age, you know, we feel like as you know, like if if you want to call us OGs, if you will, mm-hmm. you know, as as OGs, you know, we have a responsibility to not be clowns, and 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 that way, if people see us acting accordingly, then perhaps they follow suit. Right. And you know, and speak of the things that we try to speak about as well, but in their own way. I'll tell you. So that's how I could be wrong, but I but I doubt it started. I know? love the and show. We love doing that. 
it's it's very well done. I love the show. I'm like you know, when I listen to people's podcasts and I listen to you, you know, your show, and I know you guys you guys always have the soundtrack playing in the background. You talking? I'm like, man, that's dope. I like that. So <laughs> it, it's it, everything everything's on purpose, brother. I, yeah. I work very hard on on producing that show, man, because we wanted it to be polished. Uh, because you gotta you gotta keep people's attention. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as far as you know, the quality. Never wanted it to sound like we were in a tin can somewhere, you know, or just sitting around drinking and smoking or something like that. I mean, we wanted it to have have purpose and sound like, you know, uh, a polished type of show. Right. Well, you so, we, you know, we appreciate you listening, man. Absolutely. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Now, let's let's get to the liquor. Let's talk about uh, posh, <laughs> <laughs> posh, uh, posh Beverage Company. Uh, talk to us about okay. that. And then I know your new release of Majesty Bourbon just came out. Uh, recently, uh, so let's talk about Posh Beverage Company. Like, how how'd you get involved with this? How long you been working on this? You know, what what can we look for? Man, let, let me tell you, man. This is uh, first of all, I wanted to correct something that that you that you said early today or early in in the interview. I'm not the mastermind behind it. Okay, okay. I I am I am part of a team which is which is Posh Beverage Company, and I'm gonna tell you the quick story. And it's funny how it works out, and and I hope that a lot of people take this particular lesson. So I'm, I'm going to make a long story short. It's a little longer than this, but I'm going to make it as short as possible. <laughs> okay. I'm, I met two gentlemen that were working on a beverage in 2018. Okay. They were working, working on a cognac mm-hmm. and they brought it to market. Okay. We were going to do some things because I, I do have a certain level of expertise in marketing and whatnot, of, of, or whatnot. And I have the studio in my house where I could do voiceovers and, you know, edit video and produce music and so on and so forth. So we were talking about doing some things together to try to help further that particular brand. Hit it off really well. Uh, that venture didn't work out for either one of them. So um, when I met a young lady who was trying to bring another beverage to market, she asked me, like, what, what do you think you can do to try to help me with this? And I was like, you know, I don't know anything about the freaking liquor industry, but I do know somebody who does. Mm-hmm. So I called up my uh, my current business partner, who we hadn't spoken in months. But I called him up and I said, hey, look, I got this young lady. She's trying to bring this vodka to market. Can you help her out? So, you know, they spoke, and I'm not sure of what happened with, uh, with that particular relationship. And her vodka is on the market. I'm not sure how much he helped with that. But he circled back to me and said, man, he's like, a lot of people wouldn't have even thought of that. They They wouldn't have tried to you know, put me on to something to try to help somebody else, you know, for my gain and for their gain as well. He was like, I knew you were real dude when, you know, when I met you or whatnot. He's like, this is what I'm trying to do. And I want to give you the opportunity to invest in it. If you think, you know, that we can do it. So he pitched the idea at that time of uh, starting a posh beverage company and releasing posh premium ale, which is our peach ale. Okay. And this dude is a go-getter. So the minute he pitched it, I was like, man, I'm a senior check. So that's how it started. And that's how I, that's how I became part owner in the beverage company in and of itself. So we launched a beer and <clears throat> beer was doing really well. I mean, it, it's still doing well. We're, we're in like 40 locations throughout the Metro Atlanta area. And he called me one day. He was like, man, I think I want to try this, uh, try this alcohol again, because again, they had worked on the cognac before. And uh, I was like, what you got in mind? He was like, I think I want to do a bourbon. And so that's how, that's how it started. So, you know, it wasn't my idea to actually make the bourbon per se, but, uh, 
but I have a vested interest, you know, in the company. I mean, we're producing it. I mean, everybody has this, you know, their money, you know, into it. So, so I am part owner of the brand, but I, I didn't do anything to say, hey, look, I'm going to make this perfect. It's, it's, it was my business partner's, you know, idea to be able to, uh, to be able to try that. And I just supported him wholeheartedly based on the results that he had, uh, that he had achieved before. Correct. So that's how majesty, that's how majesty came about. And I think that let me, I'm, jump, I'm in, tell you, let me jump in real quick. Cause I, I yeah. don't want, I, I don't want this to get lost. I think you make a good point that actually, I think this story is even better than you saying, Hey, you went out there and did it your own because you know, people can hear that there's people who might want to be involved with a business and that they don't want to go mm-hmm. out there and do all the work. Uh, but you're showing like, you know, Hey, here's how you can invest in someone's business. Here's how you can still be a part right. of it and sharing someone else's vision right. uh, by, by cutting a check or by doing some other kind of support right. and, and being partnerships. So I don't want that to get lost in the audience, you know, uh, who's listening. Right. Uh, and and I, I was actually, I was actually going to, uh, going to get into that particular point too, because cool. had I, had I not known, had I not had that previous experience, you know, and, and my point was going to be, you know, be careful about the relationships that you build and, and how you conduct yourselves within those relationships. Absolutely. Because because after I gave him some information about an opportunity, he, he didn't have any obligation to come back to me mm-hmm. at all. But the fact that we had built a favorable relationship and had built a mutual trust and admiration about what we were trying to do, you know, before, he knew that he could automatically trust me. And that's something that a lot of people – will miss it's you know they'll they'll mess over people thinking that you know think it's short term and not long term right and so uh you know our relationship that that we had built prior to that you know built a you know a mutual respect to where he could come to me with that idea and and i trusted him so i'm like yeah we can do this so once we started actually uh you know talking about the bourbon then that's that's when things started kind of moving we had to pick a uh, a distillery the blend and, and things of that nature, you know, I'm heavily involved in the marketing, you know, I design the labels and much of the marketing stuff that you see out is, uh, is stuff that, that I've generated or that I've designed and, you know, or had designed and things like that. So, so I'm, I'm not a silent partner, you know, but I'm more of the marketing arm. Right. Uh, we have two other gentlemen that handle uh, the operations and the finance of the business as well. So, you know, we're, it's definitely, definitely a team effort. And, uh, you know, everybody has a, has a deep vested interest in the success of the brand. And, and that's awesome because also as you're growing any kind of business, you, you, it doesn't take long to realize that it's going to be hard to build anything big by yourself and being able to get uh, that team together and get those people you can trust, those people who are competent, you know, that, that's really important too. Right. Those who are competent right. because you can go and find your, your buddies who all say, Oh, that sounds, that sounds right. good. <laughs> But none of y'all know how to do anything yeah, or, no. or, you know, exactly. all exactly. of you have the same specialties and that's not really going to help as well. Uh, so that, that, that's uh, awesome that that's the direction. Now tell us where uh, people can get Majesty Bourbon. Uh, Majesty Bourbon is available in 27 locations throughout the Atlanta metro area. Also in parts of Savannah and Columbus, Georgia as well. Uh, we are <clears throat> actively working on a, uh, online uh, distribution deal so we can do e-commerce, which will immediately put us in about 15 to 16 different states. You'll make it available in 15 to 16 different states. Uh, we feel like that being digital is going to help grow the brand, you know, relatively quickly than having, you know, people on the ground pushing it from store to store to store. Mm-hmm. However, since it's a Georgia-based bourbon made in Georgia, uh, we wanted to, you know, go hand-to-hand, door-to-door, 
uh, you know, to every to every outlet possible within the state of Georgia because you know it is it is a hometown product, right. and you know we wanted to be sure that it was available at as at as many locations as it possibly could be come you know right off the bat because it just launched on February the seventeenth. Wow! So you know to be in to be in twenty seven locations in under two weeks is a pretty pretty good accomplishment. That's phenomenal. And uh, you know we're looking yeah we're looking to expand you know you know even more within the next couple of weeks. So. Right. Now, is this us? Uh, and I don't know if this is trade secrets or not, but like what goes into making a bourbon? Is this something that, you know, you guys have, have been growing in the basement for three or four years to get to this point? I'm not a big alcohol drinker, so I don't know a whole lot. But I know, uh, you know, eating bourbon is something you can't just go and cook up and put in the shelf the next day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, most most small companies will uh, will source a bourbon. OK. But the difference, which, which is what we've done. But the the difference is, is that. We have a special blend of bourbons that have that are all straight bourbons, which is at least two years or more. Okay. Uh, a lot of the source, a lot of the source bourbon, it, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a, a dirty little secret that's in the bourbon industry. A lot of craft bourbons that hit the market, they're sourced, they're under a year uh, under a year old, and they're sourced from, you know, places in the Midwest, and it enables people to get to the market, you know, very very quickly with without a lot of uh, overhead or a lot of barriers to, you know, to entry, you know, to the actual industry. We wanted to do things a little bit different and take our time and, you know, get a blend that was indicative of the work that was put in, you know, within, within the state that our company's located in. So we worked with the a distillery, you know, very closely to come up with the perfect blend. Uh, it's, it's 30 months old, two and it's two and a half years old. It is a straight bourbon. Um, and, it, it is absolutely delicious, and you know, with you, if, if you don't drink bourbon, you, you you're not gonna know what to look for to to uh, to say, oh yeah, this is good or not. But it pairs well with a lot of different things. It makes great cocktails. Uh, it's it's great for you know when you're smoking cigars and, and, and things of that nature. I mean, it is a very uh, very mature, very mature taste. It's Eighty proof, uh, which is forty forty percent alcohol by volume, of course. Mm-hmm. Has notes of uh, vanilla and tea and oak. And caramel for sweetness too. So uh, it's 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 really it's really really good, man. We've had nothing but positive feedback thus far, and uh, we're looking forward to expanding even further. So you you sound like a professional. Look at you know what he's talking about, y'all. He's like note, <laughs> notes of sweetness and vanilla and oh. you know. Like, <laughs> that's good stuff. But I mean, look, I mean, it's it's like you know there are people that know more about bourbon oh. than me that that are actually, that aren't entrepreneurs that are just drinkers. So you right. have to. Let them know what they you have to give them the information and then let their palate take control yeah. after that. I get it. Like I, I, so, uh, I, I think all that when you're talking about, you know, all the spirits that, you know, wine, the, the, the wine, bourbon, the cognac, when all the descriptions of what's in it, you know, I, I love that culture in the way, it, but my, I just can't taste it. It's like I have a, I always say I have an eight year old palate. So I don't know. I'm like, I don't know what's good. <laughs> I don't know what's good. Yeah, we, we have, like, we have We'll, we'll, we'll have to get you on this majesty, man. If you yeah. smoke cigars or anything like that, nah, I don't. You see, if, if you smoke cigars, then oh, you don't smoke cigars. No. So, so what? So what? What do you do? You just you just clean living all the way around, right? I'm not gonna say that. We're not gonna say what I do on my <laughs> show, but <laughs> but I, I have You're like hold up, who, right. who's interviewing who right. now, right? Yeah, right. You're not gonna cancel my show telling my business, but uh, <laughs> no, but I I have had bourbon. I do enjoy bourbon. I just can't tell you, you know, hey, this one is this level. That I, I'm not. That's all I'm saying. Right, I enjoy right. it, but uh, I have seen yeah, uh, your bottles and things you're putting out, and I think it is it, very, you know, well done. I, I love the look and everything. 
and it definitely is going to do well. So before we yeah, get the, out the, of here, the oh, concept for the, I'm, I'm just gonna say, you know, the concept for the label and everything was a uh, was was something that I I literally drew, you know, on a on a large piece of paper and you know pitched it to the crew, and uh, you know it's like we need to come out real clean. It doesn't need to be cartoonish. Mm-hmm. You know, like some of the bourbons that are out there, you know, it makes it look like some good old boy stuff, which we didn't want to do. We wanted to be a little bit more streamlined and look a little bit more sophisticated um, and then have the taste to follow that up. And once you taste it, you'll understand why we wanted to uh, why we wanted to take that particular path. Yeah. You nailed it, man. You nailed it. I want to give you a chance to give any uh, final words uh, to our listeners, <laughs> anything that you want to say, anything we might not have been able to cover that you want to make sure people know about uh, you and your brand. Well, I, I just need everybody to to go to MajestyBourbon.com. Uh, you know, check out our website there. Uh, the website will have the locations in which we are, are located at this particular point. You can hit us on Instagram at Majesty Bourbon. Uh, also on Facebook, be sure you go and like the page, and also check out the uh, the upcoming tasting events that we're going to be having. We do have a tasting event coming up um, in March, and um, we're going to have tasting events throughout the year. You know, so definitely register for those. The cost is very, very small. Um, and we want people to come out and, and really engage us and, you know, and meet us so we can talk to you about what we're doing and get people vested, you know, in this particular endeavor, because, you know, if we succeed, it's going to breed more opportunity for other people who have mm-hmm. the uh, who have the passion to be able to do it as well, and we'd love to be able to help people do that. Absolutely. When you go, out, I'm going to challenge those. So listen, when you go out and buy your Majesty bourbon, make sure you take a picture of it, put it on your social media, and uh, just start sharing the word, man. Just let people know it's out there. You know, this is a, a opportunity to go ahead and, and help someone else's business grow and improve our, our community and our business community as well. So, Larue, definitely, man, because it is. If we if we win, man, everybody wins, man. I'm, I'm telling you That's because it. we we will we will pay it forward. We will pay it forward. You got to start believing that and, and acting on that. So listen, man, I appreciate you. I wish you and your team all the best. I'm definitely excited about what you all are doing. I uh, wish you the best on that and everything else that you are doing, man. We'll talk to you real soon. All right, man. Thanks a lot. We appreciate it. Thank you. And that's right. going to do it for this week's episode of the Passionpreneur Podcast. If you liked it, tell someone else about it. Go ahead and share it out. And also make sure you click that subscribe button and follow us and listen to every week's episode. I am your host, Ryan C. Green. You can reach me at www.ryancgreen.com. Follow me on all social media at Raji Speaks. I look forward to working with you, talking to you soon. And just remember, if the best part about going to work is getting off of work, it's time to become a passionpreneur.